Hey Buddha Nation, welcome to the Ecom Show, where we invite e-commerce entrepreneurs, marketers, and agencies to talk about e-commerce, the best strategies and tactics, and what to implement in your own e-com store. Before we jump into this episode, I ask you to subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you share it with at least one friend. As you probably know, we don't run ads. Our growth is purely organic, so it would mean the world to me if you could support us. And now let's jump into the episode. Hey everyone, here is Daniel Budai with a new episode of our Ecom show. And today I'm here with the two co-founders of Wiscap Media, Cody Iverson and uh, Tyler Stephens. And today we will discuss not only their stories, but also ad creatives, high converting ad creatives, how to solve the most common problems in this uh, field. So a lot of interesting pieces today. Hey guys, how are you? Doing fantastic, man. It's an absolute pleasure to be on. Nothing more exciting than being able to share with a great audience like the one that you put together, man. So appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Yes, thank you, guys. Amazing. So where are you at the moment? Both in uh, Las Vegas, right? Nevada? Yep. Yeah, that's correct. We're both here in Vegas. We've been here for, I've been here for four years. He's been here for five and um, yeah. it's a fantastic place. Amazing. So I'm really curious. I have to ask this question. Why do you like Las Vegas so much? Because, you know, when someone like me, like a European, think about Nevada, Las Vegas, okay, it's the Sin City, right? And, and casinos. But how is it for business? Why is it good for business? I just really want to know. Yep. Go ahead, Tyler. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, for business, it's a really good spot for, like, it's a big, like, melting pot of people. So there's a lot of, like, big conventions that always come into town. Um, like, uh, I think it's one of the biggest cities, like, in the world when it comes to conferences and stuff. So um, the types of people, um, every millionaire, billionaire at some point are in Vegas during the year. So it tracks, like, a lot of different types of people. Um, so that's being one. And then also... Uh, from a business standpoint, it's a good spot for setting up like home base for income tax and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, from a business, like it's a perfect spot for home base. And then for me personally, I like, uh, you know, going hiking and, you know, doing a lot of nature stuff. So if you think about it, Vegas is like kind of in the middle of nowhere. And it's really hard to find places like that in the specifically United States right now. So like you got like the best city, the best nightlife in the world. Then you drive 20 minutes in any direction and you're literally in the middle of nowhere. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Sounds very exciting, actually. Yeah. Um, all right. So I know you started your first business very different times. Probably it's your first business that you are in, Tyler. Uh, no, so the first business, like, uh, basically me and Cody started um, a lot of different, like, drop shipping and e-com stores. Um, we got started back in, like, 2016. Um, okay. So uh, back then we had a lot of different drop shipping stores. Um, and then um, we moved into the agency back in 2019. So mm -hmm. a couple different things before VizCap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Cody, how about your past? Because I know you have a longer history. Um, yeah, it's not too, too much longer. Um, I started a, like a vape company back when like the big e-cigarettes were just starting out. And, um, and that's actually how I met Tyler. I met Tyler at a homecoming party and, you know, we're all getting wild and he's got his camera out he's taking a bunch of pictures. And I was like, Hey bud, would you mind like taking some pictures? And so 
he took some pictures, uh, you know, for the company that I had at that point. And, um, you know, we really just hit it off. Like, you know, there's a tons of, uh, tons of synergy in terms of skills that he had, uh, that I didn't have and vice versa. So, um, at that point, you know, we just started, uh, down the econ path, like you mentioned. So, yeah. So Cody is more the creative person and maybe you are more operational. We can say that in this agency. Uh, Opposite, yeah. So I'm more operationally, and he's much more creative. And in today's uh, time, like he is the visionary, and I'm the integrator. Mm. All right, I see. So how we met? We met at GeekX in uh, LA, I think two or three weeks ago. And uh, I really like your uh, your talk about the structure of ad creatives. And I know it's a very tricky field, and it's been, you know. Uh, the importance of creatives is, is higher than ever. And uh, because like, you know, ad buying like four or five years ago, it was all about data and numbers, all of that. It was a heaven for analytical guys, but nowadays the algorithm is very smart and creatives are more and more important. And I think this trend will continue. And, you know, agencies like you, now you can excel at a, just making great creative. So what can you see in the past few years? What has changed and also what you expect in the future when it comes to creative? Yeah. So one of the main things that has changed over the past few years is the type of content that is working. And I mean, it's no surprise to everyone. Everybody knows this. Um, but the UGC focused type of content, TikTok style content is predominantly what works now. Looking back two years ago, you know, this style of content was maybe like five to 10% of the total output that we had. And now it's like complete opposite, you know, so it's like 98% of the content that we're creating these days. So um, much more self shot feeling type of content. And we also predict just like you that, you know, it is going to be what continues to work uh, here for the foreseeable future without a doubt. Tyler, what, what would you add to that? Um, so really like, uh, the way I see it is like, um, like really the only thing that's really changed like ever in the history of advertising is just like the medium. So like UGC content, like shot on an iPhone is just like a medium of communication, like past mediums are, you know, like TV infomercials, print advertising, um, you know, radio advertising, things like that. So like when we first got into e-commerce, the type of content that was performing best on Facebook was like higher produced shot content, more like infomercially, close to like what you'd see like on a, um, like a TV ad. Um, and then quickly that transformed into like the UGC medium. But, um, but yeah, in the future, I see like really there being different mediums, but like the core like reasons and the psychological desires of like why people buy aren't really gonna change like ever. Um, but also like in the future, I think like the podcast style content is something that's gonna be uh, become bigger and bigger. Obviously we've already seen that it's been really big inside of uh, like organic for like personal brands, organic in general. So once it makes the entrance in the like the paid advertising side, like that medium of communication, I think it's gonna be probably just as big as UGC, um, but mm -hmm. yeah. Interesting, and why, why does uh, the podcast format become more, in, more and more important? Um, I. 
I don't think there's quite of like a big like reason, but I think like again like that medium is just something that is becoming like uh like more relevant now. Like people are seeing it on their feeds, they're watching these videos, um they're consuming uh like um, people's time and stuff. And we saw the same exact thing with UGC content in the early days. Um, you know, is content made, uh, people just talking to their iPhone. That's really what it started with. And then, you know, it got really big when TikTok dances, TikTok trends and stuff started becoming big. So it all kind of started with organic and then it made its way in the paid. And uh, I think that's kind of what we're gonna be seeing here. Yeah, and this format can be used across all social media. So. You mentioned TikTok, that's the main platform, but Facebook, Instagram, you know, even YouTube, we have YouTube Shorts, or can you see differences? And if you can, what differences? No, it'll pretty much, I mean, so we're calling it uh, PGC, so podcast generated content, and, you know, it'll relatively be like the same across all like platforms. And the reason for that is because People are used to consuming that type of content in that format now. And so you can very easily camouflage your ads into that format without it like setting off, um, you know, the I'm being sold to alarms, which would then put up people's guards or their skepticism, things mm -hmm. like that. So that's what it allows it to be like successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at the conference, you shared a structure of an ideal uh, ad creative and, and what's that structure? Can we share it with the audience here in the podcast? Yeah, there's a lot of different structures. Um, so let me pull one up here and we can kind of uh, go over at least one of them. And so when we talk about, while he's pulling that up, when we talk about like structure uh, of an ad, you know, so each ad is different. And so we call those frameworks. A framework is proven repeatable opportunity for you to have success with your ads. And so a framework is essentially just a sequence of elements. The elements are the, you can think of them as the ingredients to a recipe. So they're each of the different pieces of an ad. Mm -hmm. So Tyler. Yeah. So this here is an example of like, um, uh, one of our frameworks, currently one of our top performing frameworks, it's our needs to have framework. Um, this is one that we've been uh, talking about quite a bit, um, or we talked about it the last geek out and stuff like that. Um, so this one uh, we tested last uh, summer and since then it's been one of our uh, most um, most uh, best frameworks essentially, which is pretty unique actually um, compared to other frameworks, which um, let me, uh, I can jump through another one in a sec, uh, but to put this in the context, essentially the, the product isn't introduced until later on in the video. So it starts off with the hook, then it goes into uh, authority and features and USPs without even mentioning the product's name. And then it just dumps a bunch of benefits about the product. And it doesn't even mention, like, like the viewer doesn't even know what the actual product is yet. And then it finally introduces the product at the end. It goes into some social proof and then makes an offer and a call to action. So this is one uh, framework that is currently doing really well. Um, and to put all this together, like in 2022 alone, we created like 26 ad frameworks that supported at least $500,000 of ad spend each. And this is just an example of like one of them here. Makes sense. Yeah, I thought you 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 
you use like you know five six frameworks not 23 so you have actually quite many that you use yeah so we're always testing new frameworks so you know we're testing between probably you know 30 40 frameworks a month um, okay. somewhere in that ballpark and then whichever ones end up uh, you know sticking we test it with multiple partners and then you know and then uh, once it's a winner across multiple partners and it's supported at least five hundred thousand dollars in ad spend that's mm -hmm. when we determine it to be like a winning framework yeah makes sense so until like half of the content you don't even introduce the product you just talk about the benefits or the pain point all of that and no talk about the product so we talk about the product we just uh mentioned it a little bit later in the video so um i can bring up another one here so this is like a traditional style framework here um so this is more of like a traditional framework or ugc demo framework this one is one that um has been our top performing framework for probably like two years now um and as you can see it's a hook problem failed solution intro product features USP, demo, benefits, and so on. So here we mentioned the product immediately, like right after presenting the problem. But the needs to have framework that I just showed, like that one, we dump all the benefits about the product, pretty much do all the selling, and then mention the product at the end. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 that's great. Yeah, thanks for sharing these. Hey Budai Nation, welcome to the Ecom Show. I ask you to subscribe to this podcast and if you like it, make sure you share it with at least one friend. As you probably know, we don't run ads. Our growth is purely organic, so it would mean the world to me if you could support us. I hope we can serve our audience in the best way. And now let's jump into the episode. Two questions. So what's the ideal length of the creatives nowadays? Is there a gold number, golden number or not really? Yep. Yeah. So Tyler's going to, Tyler can pull up a slide. Um, we've done a ton of data analysis on this and the prime spot that we're seeing right now is 40 to 45 seconds. Um, and so we come to that based off of how long each element should be. And when Tyler pulls it up, he can speak a bunch more on that. But um, what you see is what you'll end up seeing is if the ad is too short, maybe 15 seconds, it won't be able to include enough of the um, like DR principles that will make your ad successful at scale because it's just too short and then too much longer. And it just doesn't quite like, it doesn't have a, it has a diminishing return. So there's yeah. not a nece necessity to make it longer. Yeah. So this is the um, the CI regression model. So, um, so this is like where we're pulling this data from. This is like a bunch of data that we've compiled in the past, essentially like um, uh, um, like four or five months with all of our partners on Facebook specifically. Um, so here you can see the number of elements to video length. Um, so the target number of elements is right around between eight and 13. Each element is generally like around four seconds each. Um, I'm going to go back a couple slides and go to the video length one real quick. Um, so here's like the target video length also on Meta. Um, so it's right around, you know, like that 35 to 55 seconds long, 40 seconds uh, in length is probably right around that average. Mm -hmm. So like, um, like uh, going back now to the elements, like basically you take a 40 second long ad, 
you got about 10 elements. Each element is between two and four seconds each. So 10 times four seconds each equals 40 seconds in length. And that's pretty much like a majority of the winning ads that we have are all in that 40 second length mark. Um, like both of the frameworks I just showed you, like that equals out to be around 40 seconds as well. So um, that's just like the science that we have behind it. Yeah, that's amazing. Thanks for sharing all of these numbers, guys. It's very, <clears throat> very practical and people love it. Um, the other question, so UGC, um, do you use actors as well or, or, or all of them, they are real customers or do you combine these? How does it work? Yeah, yeah. generally speaking, we don't use like any real customers. Um, since the day that we began, we've always sought out actual actors so people who you know didn't do this just to like make content you know they were trying to pursue it as like a actual acting career and so what we found by doing that is that these people are a uh, much higher quality of a actor in terms of their ability to be authentic their ability to deliver lines uh, their ability to feel natural on camera as well as then one of the things that you'll see when you work with like influencers or creators um, is that they want to be creative. Okay. And so you're fighting against somebody's like creative mind when you're trying to make a piece of marketing material that will generate sales, not something that's like creative and cool. Um, and so you don't really have to worry about that when you work with actors and we found them primarily through like Facebook groups uh, for the most part. And, um, you know, it's worked out exceptionally well for us. Mm, okay. Interesting. And also it's easier operationally, right? Just more professional people than, than regular customers. I think somebody mm -hmm. said this at the conference and I remember this line that most people, they are not good in front of the camera. That's just a fact. So yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm? Tyler. Um, yeah, I was going to say that part of it like is less important, especially with the way we do it, um, because shooting with actors in person, um, uh, one, uh, like like Cody, like exactly what Cody said, but also in addition to that, we're able to have more control of the entire process because we can have our creative strategists, our directors, our videographers on set with the actors to be able to coach them through exactly how to say things and the proper way to do things and stuff based on what is gonna like convert the best. Um, but you lose a lot of that control when you're working with real customers, influencers or creators and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I talked to a few influence, you know, influencer uh, marketing agencies. Back then we also thought about it to edit the service and one of the biggest pain in the ass things is that you have to control their behavior. I mean, how they do things and, and it's just so hard, especially with influencers. They they like doing things as they just want. So it's not easy. Um, yeah. yeah, the saying that we have for that is creators create and marketers sell. So we yeah. use them to create the content. And then as marketers, we design the content so that it sells and then, you know, plug them in as like a part of the equation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how about pets and babies? Because I know it's a tricky topic. Um, or, you know, just let's say uh, people in the video or, or even animals, and it's very hard to uh, influence them what to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. So 
pets and babies are oftentimes difficult uh, when it comes to creating ads, uh, just because, I mean, you can't really communicate all that well with a pet. Um, you can tell them what to do, but, you know, if they're not feeling it, like, you're not really going to be able to, like, get too far. And same thing with babies. Um, it's just hard to get the desired end result that we need for an ad out of them uh, because they're not really good at listening. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that we're testing now, um, well, another thing, strategy that we're going to be implementing for pets and babies, um, especially now with like voiceover style content and like the data from the CI regression model kind of shows that essentially like, like videos that are super B-roll heavy are doing better than videos that are face to camera heavy. So um, something we're gonna do now um, with pets and babies is something, is use them more uh, uh, for like B-roll style content than having them in the face to camera content when someone's talking to the camera. And that allows us to, you know, limit the amount of shots that the person is in, but still be able to, you know, uh, actually be able to like create content like in those industries as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have a lot of data, guys, and I'm curious how you do it. Like you, you collect the data yourself, your people, and then you just uh, read the reports and you create these frameworks. How does it work internal? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so as far as the frameworks go, you know, it's relatively more straightforward. Uh, you test the framework, um, see if it works. If it works, then you try to see if it is able to be successful in other industries. And so that one is relatively straightforward. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as like the rest of the data goes for collecting and creating the CI regression model, that's quite a bit more uh, manual. Uh, we've had to create, you know, data studios and stuff like that to be able to like compile the data and be able to create reports. Um, so, you know, it's a number of uh, people on our team that are involved in creating, collecting, and analyzing that data. Yeah. Yeah, and the other part of it too is um, like the software that we built, VizCap AI, um, it's allowing us to, so we create all our storyboards inside of VizCap AI. We do all like the framework storing inside of there and stuff as well. So that allows us to track a lot of data that um, you know we wouldn't be able to track with things like Google Sheets or ClickUp or stuff like that because like we're storing all this data inside of our database. So now we can just pull these logs and these reports, you know, comparing two variables, and uh, we just you know are easily able to unlock a lot more of this data. So Viscap.ai is it an internal tool you use, or anyone can get access to it? How does it work? Yeah, so currently it's uh, it's something we're using internally that has a lot more meat behind it internally. So we have a bunch of different features built out, like you know uh, video variations. Um, you know uh, we're starting to work on the uh, the pulling the data from like Facebook and stuff like that as well. But from the public facing side, um, there's currently uh, one feature that's built out in there and it's our AI video builder. So you can build videos using, um, you know, AI copy as well as um, AI storyboarding using our top performing frameworks. Um, and then there's also some educational products inside of there. So um, currently people can use VizCap AI. Um, you can use it, um, you can get five uh, ads for free as well in there. Um, but um, 
in the next couple months here, we're going to be releasing a lot more features to the public, which is like yeah. the video variations, element library, um, a lot of different cool things. So, yeah, that's awesome. We will share the link in the description so everyone can uh, check this out and, and start using it. I think the more data you have, the better. You just understand what works better. You can help each other. So that's great. Um, I have one more question to each of you. So what would be your number one advice to e-commerce business owners for this year? Let's say seven low-eight figure businesses mostly. Hmm. Yeah, I would say um, the advice for e-commerce businesses that would be most uh, like actionable as well as have the highest impact would be to uh, control your inputs. So inputs equal outputs. And a lot of people that we begin working with, their inputs in terms of their ad creatives are quite shit. And so they're trying to make a ton of ads when really if you just have better inputs into your ads, you'll mm -hmm. be able to create less ads uh, and have a higher win percentage. And so some of the things that we talked about through GeekX uh, over the past like month and a half was all around the inputs. Uh, so number of DR uh, principles to put inside of your ads, the length of your ad, the number of actors to put inside of your ad. And so those, those are some of the things that you can have as a controlled variable, which then give you a larger opportunity for success. So yeah. quality. I think people nowadays, they, because, you know, um, the algorithm does the job. So they tend to think that the more we create, the more ads, the more creatives, quantity yields quality, right? It, uh, yeah, if we have more quantity, quality will improve. But that's not true, right? If you just create a lot of shitty ads, it doesn't mean that quality will happen. Right, exactly. Tyler? Yeah, I would say the same thing. It comes down to like leveraging these certain control variables and stuff like that. Um, it's tough for, you know, uh, e-commerce brands or smaller agencies to do this like on their own and stuff. But, you know, uh, like the video length, control that variable very simply. The actors, um, number of actors in the videos, um, use a lot of B-roll compared to face the camera. Um, and uh, use actors as quickly as possible. Try to get out of the uh, you know creators and influencers because um, you lose a lot of control there, and uh, it brings a lot of uncertainty into your testing process and the ads that you are testing. Um, if you're a smaller ecom brand or even a mid or a big size ecom brand, makes sense. Uh, everything just becomes more simple, operational. Yep. Yeah, and I think one thing I would add to that uh, is make your content modularly. Uh, so, you know, don't look at each video as a video. So if this uh, video stops working, this one's break even and this one, you know, uh, just shit the bed. Most people then scramble and they're like, oh, I need new videos. But when you make your content modularly, just because a video stopped working doesn't mean that there's still pieces inside of that ad that you could take out modularly and reuse in other ads, uh, which has, I mean, tremendous, tremendous impacts on the business. You'll save money in terms of your production costs. Uh, you'll be able to squeeze out all the potential revenue from a specific element. You'll be able to create more ads more quickly. And so ultimately, making your content modularly is massive. And then 
uh, having hypothesis is also you know very important so whenever you create a piece of content have a hypothesis behind it so you understand why i'm doing you know whatever it is that you're doing in that creative and then a conclusion that follows it so that will help you ultimately eliminate a lot of repeat mistakes because you're documenting why you did something and the outcome of it yeah that's great um and actually yeah i think it's it's a great advice for most business owners they they never thought about it i really like that guys you focus not only on the conversion but you see the operational side and how they can save money save time save paying a lot of people um too much money and all of that so not just the marketing side but the operations too so i think everyone who listened or, or watched us today or we listen to the podcast they learn a lot so yeah thanks again cody and tyler the two co-founders of viscap media and thanks everyone who uh, listened to this podcast or watched the live stream stay tuned because every week we come out with two new episodes and also we will put the links into the description the ai tool as well so check that out and have a great day everyone thank you awesome